about interceding, interceding for the nation. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to look at uh, 1 Timothy uh, 2, 1 through 4. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4 at the beginning here. Praise God. <clears throat> I exhort you, therefore, <clears throat> I exor exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. In this study, interesting about intercessory prayer, notice, first of all, in the first verse, the word first in the scripture that we just read. Too many times we believe in prayer, but we just let it go. You, are, you can study a book about driving a car, but there are things that you will not know about driving until you get behind the wheel and start driving. You, you learn from that experience. Paul exhorts us first, amen, to put first things first. Sometimes we let secondary things become predominant and neglect things that are first. We, we wonder sometimes why things are going, aren't going right. It's because we're not putting first things first. People put themselves first. But the Bible doesn't teach that. Many times prayers are not being answered because we're not putting our, we're putting ourselves first. Paul's opening scripture says before we pray for ourselves and our family and everything else, it says there we are to, for kings and for all them that are in authority. That means for our government, for those in authority, for the national level down to the local level. If Christians were praying for our leaders, things would not be like they are in our nation and the nations of the world. Uh, these are God's words. He is not going to tell us to pray for something. He is not going to give us. God is faithful to his promises. God is not a man that he should lie. God will do what he says when we meet his conditions. So many times there conditions with prayer. We look at verses 1 and 2, and as we read them, you know, we see that uh, kings would be equivalent to maybe presidents. You know, back then there was all just kings mostly, but all that are in authority. Uh, we are not to put politics before Christ. We are to pray for all leaders the Lord wants us to especially pray for our nation, for things that can be changed through prayer. We can learn in our scriptural text the purpose 
of praying for our leaders. And first of all, that we who are Christians can lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. God is concerned about us and will move those who are not Christians. He will answer, you know, even if they're not Christians, amen? He will answer our prayers and do things for us that we can live quiet and peaceful lives. Notice the ultimate purpose of our praying for our nation, for it is good, secondly, is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So God is pleased when we pray and intercede for the nation. If we want to please God, what, what are we going to put first on our prayer list? And that is those who are in authority. Notice in verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. That's another thing that through prayer. God's ultimate purpose for us to pray for those in authority is that we will be able to spread the gospel. If we do not have good government where there is quietness and peace, it will hinder the spread of the gospel. In times of unrest and political unheaval, upheaval, it hinders the spreading of the gospel. And, you know, God wants in these last days for the gospel to be preached to all nations. And that is a sign of Jesus' coming. The devil would like to see this not accomplished. America has been the key to spreading the gospel to the nations. We have provided the literature, the Bibles, and the people, and missionaries, and everything. We have uh, provided the gospel to the nations. The devil wants to oppose the flow of the truth to the whole world. And we are used to do that as a nation. We can see why God wants us to pray for those that are in authority, because the, he, he would that all men be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. That's what he wants us to, you know, so the gospel can be preached. Let's look at how we should pray for our nation. Notice he said supplication, prayers, and intercessions. But we want to talk more about intercessions this evening. This, of course, praying for, is praying for others. A good example of this is Abraham's intercession for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, in Genesis 18, 20 through 27, we want to read that this evening. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because there is sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, 
There be fifty righteous within the city, wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee, shall not the judge of all the earth do right. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered, And behold, now I have taken up uh, me to speak unto the Lord, which am uh, dust, but which I am dust and ashes. Okay. Um, yeah, where am I? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So anyways, Abraham humbled himself before the Lord as he uh, referred to himself as but dust and ashes. It's good for us to come into the presence of God and get on our faces before God. The Bible tells us to humble ourselves, to submit ourselves to God. He doesn't make you humble yourself. He tells you to humble yourselves. When Solomon decided, you know, to, um, you know, God promised him, praise God, that he would do certain things. And if they went into sin, when they returned to God and humbled themselves, he would hear them, answer them, and restore them. And we know that it says, if my people are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God and turn from their wicked way, then they will hear from heaven and I will heal their nation. I'll hear their nation. And so he is not going to humble you. You must humble yourself. So we see Abraham humbled himself. There is nothing in us except Jesus that dwells in us. Without him, we are nothing. We are but dust and we are just but ashes. So God said he would spare them for the sake, got down to the fact of sparing the, the cities for 10 righteous men. The world and, and this nation would be destroyed if it wasn't for us. No wonder Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. We can change things by prayer. We can hold back judgment even on the unsaved and give them more of a chance to hear the gospel and get right with God. There are more than 10 righteous men or women in America. I believe there are people who will take their place in prayer just like Abraham did in intercession. If we will do this, we can change things and it doesn't take a great number of us to do that. We hear about what Satan is doing. People talk about everything that what's happening and how terrible things are, and they are. But God's word gives us principles of prayer tonight whereby we 
can change things through prayer. Some people say that in the end times, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3.13. This is true. But however, God said he would not destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah for ten righteous because a man of God interceded for them. You know, so if there was ten righteous, they would have been spared. And because they would have been spared because of Abraham praying for them. Another scripture is found in Ezekiel 22, verses 30 and 31. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for what? The land or for our country. That I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of wrath, my wrath. Their own way have I recompense upon their heads, saith the Lord. God said he could not find one man or woman. If he could, he would have not destroyed the nation. James tells us God can only intervene for our nation if Christians seek his face and ask him to move on our behalf. The word says you have not because you ask not. And it's my belief that the Lord needs to, I challenge you guys a couple of weeks a little bit, but I, God through that has really challenged me. I've prayed every single day, sometimes four and five times a day, for our nation since then. And I have been praying and asking God to show me and to lead me into the scriptures to know how to pray for our nation. You know, and so Satan's authority, you know, Satan's a prince of the power of the air and, and uh, over things, but the authority over matters on earth can only become overcome as Christians pray and intercede. God is looking for someone who will make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the Lord that I should not destroy it. That's what he said in verse 30. So God is looking for people to stand in the gap. God is looking for people to pray. One of the best things and the greatest ministries has been seen by people who have prayed for the churches, who have prayed for the nations, who have stood in the gap. And none, no one ever stood in the gap like some of the people we had in the church. But I have to say Miss Rosa, she only needed five hours sleep a night and she was praying continually for the church, for continually, for she, she prayed for um, my, my wife's family in Illinois. She prayed for, you know, everybody every family members that we had and everything, she would pray all the time. And I believe, amen, 
that yes, we're living in last days. Yes, things are bad, praise God. But God can use us to intervene for our nation and make changes. One person. Now notice that. One person standing in the gap can make a difference. So what if God challenges, you know, all of us and, and continues to challenge people in America and throughout the world to pray for the nations of the world and, and to pray for our nation? God answers prayer. So, you know, people, I feel like, and this is the way I feel in my spirit, I might be wrong. But I feel like that people have given place to the fact that everything is in the last days. The Lord is coming soon and everything is miserable and everything is bad and everything is falling apart and everything else, you know. And there's all this bad stuff. So what's the use? But the thing of it is, is that in spite of everything that's happened and even, the, even the, if you don't agree you know, it's not about politics. It's about the nation. It's about souls. It's about people. Amen. It's about us interceding, praise God, so God can do his thing. Amen. So God can push, push, push back the enemy. God can put him, God can, you know, through our prayers, people can come to know Jesus. The gospel can be spread. And, and uh, we can live quiet and peaceful lives and, and God can bless us as we intercede for our nation. Now, let me put it in perspective so that we can really understand how that we need to be challenged. We all remember 9-1-1, don't we? Do we all remember what was happening in the church that first Sunday after 9-1-1? Do you remember? We came into this church and people were on their knees and people were crying and they were praying and seeking the Lord for the nation. Weren't we? Amen. Do we, have we maintained that same intensity? Are we standing in a gap for the nation like we did that day? You know, and, and let's put it in perspective. 911 was terrible, and thousands of people lost their lives, and, and the nation was in shock. But the nation is in worse condition morally and in other ways right now than they were on the day of when 911 took place. So we, God is challenging me, and that's why I'm saying, praise God, you know. It made a difference. It could make a difference, praise God. You know, if there was 10 souls, he interceded. If there was 10 souls that were righteous, they were that ungodly Sodom and Gomorrah with all their sexual impurities and all that they were doing. If there was just 10, he interceded. If there was just 10, do you ever think what would happen if he asked for five? Or do you ever think about what would happen if he, he stopped asking at 10? But what if he'd asked for one righteous soul? I don't know. Praise God. But I do know the power of prayer. I knew, do know that God can intervene, and I know that God can change. We don't know all the things that's happening. We don't know what's going on and how, 
you know, and intelligence and how, you know, things are happening. So they're protecting our nation and, and helping, you know, prevent things from happening in our nations. I think a lot of that stuff is happening. And I think a lot of things that does not happen is because people pray. Because of, because of the salt. Because of, that we're preserving the righteous. Because we're praying and believing God for our nation. And so there's ever a need that our nation or the nations of the world need us to pray, praise God, for the authorities above us and everything is today. Now, it doesn't say in the scripture whether the people above us are saved or unsaved. It says to pray for the nation. It says to pray for the leaders, praise God. And so that's what God has been challenging me you know, in spite of everything, of all the challenges that we're faced with as a nation, all the things that are happening as a nation, praise God, we just believe God, amen, and look to him to have the influence. And, you know, I've, one of the things I've been praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. You know, I've, I've been just praying and I've been praying that, that God would just intervene and, and God would, you know, God, you are a sovereign God. You are in control and everything. And Lord, I look to you, praise God, to influence. I pray for these people and I ask you to influence them for godliness, to influence their decision. To, you know, that even when they, they decide to do something wrong, that the Lord through prayer would change that and they would do right. You know, so we don't know what our future holds, but I know that if we pray, it makes a difference. We might not want to see, we might not see everything that we want to see, but we still have to believe that praying and interceding for the nation makes a difference. And I believe it will, praise God, as we continue. So I just, uh, I've just been burdened for the nation, and I've been looking to God to, to help me to, to, you know, to pray. And sometimes I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost and, and then I'll just begin to pray in the English and as God leads me to pray. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we don't know how to pray. You know? And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the Lord knows in my mind what I'm believing God for and, and I just pray in the Spirit so the mind and the Spirit can pray through me. You know, like... If I'm, if I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and I'm interceding, I'm praying for Nadia, praise God, I don't know what I'm saying, but the Holy Ghost is praying through me and the power of God is operating through my life to intercede for her, praise God. So sometimes, amen, Lord, I don't know how to pray, but I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and I ask the Lord in my mind, I'm asking the Lord, to, amen, to intercede for my, the nation, praise God, in the Holy Ghost, praise God. So sometimes I don't know how I should pray. Praise the Lord. So, uh, this is what the Lord laid on my heart, and this is the message that God wanted me to give you tonight. Praise God. And um, I feel like uh, before we go tonight, praise the Lord, we will have, um, maybe have a few people pray, pray, you know, pray out and intercede and, and, uh, for the nation and, and for this world that we're living in and, and the nations of the world, praise God. So, uh, God, I just ask you, Lord, to help us to realize 
If, there, if you can find somebody that can stand in the gap, it'll make a difference. Man or woman standing in the gap for the nation and the nations of the world, it can make a difference. God, use us mightily. Use us like you've never used us before to, to intercede, praise God, for this nation and for the things that are going on. And Praise God, and the, the needs that our nation has and, and the nations of the world, praise God. We're just looking to you. Amen. You're the author and finisher. You're the, you're, you're the way, the truth and the life. You're the way, Lord. And we're looking to you, God, for you to intercede, for you to minister, for you to take over. Praise God. We recognize people think that they're sovereign, but you are the sovereign God, and you're in control. Praise God. And we can pray to you and believe you, God, and Lord, that you can just move in a mighty way, praise God, for our nation. Praise God. Our nation needs you, Lord. And that's why we, <laughs> praise God, that's why we intercede. That's why we call on your name tonight, praise God, because our nation is in need, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord.